This is Wicked Spursy, a simple conversation about our football club, Tottenham Hotspur. Look for us at the start of every week on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find us on Twitter, where we are, at Wicked Spursy. Come on, you Spurs, and let's get started with the show. It's a car. All right. It's about, this is us talking about how much we like Arsenal, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Arse being the key keyword there. Uh, hey, this is Wicked Spursy, and uh, I'm Dave, joined by Mike. How you doing, Mike? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, suffering through a little uh, little sinus infection, but otherwise, uh, you know, it's a pretty it's a pretty good uh, pretty good day, pretty good evening, I should say. True. There are some things that make you feel better when you're not feeling well, and, uh, and yeah. a good good day on the pitch is one. Steve, how are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I uh, couldn't have asked for a better weekend. I mean, I guess I could have asked for something a little warmer, but uh, you know, sun was shining, Spurs were winning. What more could you want? Absolutely, I think we all agree with that. And we are we have the pleasure to be joined by our friend Nick, who is a part of Vermont Spurs with us. Nick, we are glad to have you with us. Here's the deal: we would love uh, for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, and then the most important piece is what's your Spurs story? Why specifically are you Spurs? So, Nick, welcome to Wicked Spursy. Hey, everybody! Hey, guys! Thank you so much for uh, inviting me. It's it's nice. It's been uh, wonderful being a part of this crew for you know the since inception now. Um, so name's Nick, um, you know, living here in Vermont and, uh, my Spurs story started, uh, so used to my, uh, grandparents are, uh, from Dublin originally. So, I uh, spent a lot of time as a young kid watching like the Republic of Ireland team. So I, Robbie Keane was always my favorite player growing up. Um, so naturally I started watching Spurs and uh, I was that kid in like middle school, high school, when all my friends were like, there's only Manchester United and Barcelona. I'm like, no, there's more to soccer than the, just those two teams. And they're like, you suck. And I'm like, that's not entirely false. But, <laughs> but I was always a Spurs fan. They'd be like, who are they? And then, you know, Modric and Bale come around and, people, you know, growing up, people were my friends were like, oh, that's that's Tottenham. Um you know, so my, my Spurs story started, you know, I've been a fan house over half my life. I'm 30. And so it's it's been wonderful over these last few years to, to see the team, you know, finally make a Champions League final. You know, I was joking with my wife that day one, when our, our little girl gets here, I'm going to show her the Lucas Mora video in Amsterdam and then immediately show her like the, the documentary. So she understands disappointment from day one, but <laughs> train, train her well from the beginning, yeah, right? get her ready for, for a lifetime of just needing Tom's. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, it's good to have you. And we're going to tease you because we, we consider you uh, from our side conversations. You're a Harry Winks apologist on occasion. So, you know, that I'm may a come Harry, up. Harry Winks. I love that man. <laughs> Tell us about that. What is it that you love about Harry Winks? So my feelings towards Harry Winks are simple. The dude is Tottenham through and through. He's only ever been with one club. His it since he was a kid. Like I think going watching that one, watching that documentary and seeing him, you know, talk about the team, going and doing the, the outings for the team. He's just a stand-up guy. But also as a player, I think you know we see so many other fans that I think are one quick to judge any of the players if they have a bad week or a bad string of games, which, 
you know, look, look at how many people wanted Tangy gone last year. And now true, he's, true. you know, number one, he, he's right after Hoiberg on, uh, you know, the, the list, the lineup every week, but you know, Winks isn't a guy that's gonna, you know, he's not, he's not your Gerard. He's not Lampard. He's not Modric. He's not gonna, he's not Erickson. He's not even, you know, Pierre, but he's a player that he's got, you know, what's it Pochettino compared him to Iniesta, you know, a couple of years ago that he's a guy that's sees the field. He he's got a very, you know, what's that? Uh, like a, he's a short guy. So he's got low center of gravity. He can turn quick. He's got great vision contrary to people's, you know, beliefs and feelings towards Wink. Statistically, he's one of our best in terms of possession and pass rates. So he doesn't mess up, but he doesn't always make that forward pass that people like with, you know, watching Toby throw him over the, the back line. But he he has a job. He's and he does it. He does it really well. And he's also he's 24. You know, so we've still got his he's not even in his prime yet. And if he's getting picked by guys like, you know, Pochettino, Southgate, and Mourinho, he's got something good going on. I'm also a firm believer, and you guys will probably make fun of me because I know you do in our chats, is that, you know, I think he would start for any team in the Premier League right now other than the two Manchester teams and possibly Chelsea. Anybody could start for Arsenal, but I don't, you know, I think right now Liverpool's at a point where they just don't know what the hell they're doing. So he could probably even get in on that team or at least get a, get some quality time. Lester, they're doing their thing, but I think you know he's a he's a great player, and he's coming into his he's he's getting back into it. So I am a huge Winks supporter, which I know a lot of folks aren't, but a lot of folks didn't like Tangi either, and they didn't like Sun his first year either, and now he's out there breaking records with Harry. So cheers. Cheers, Nick. Cheers, Nick. That was a that was a ro- that was a robust defense of uh, Harry. Oh, Winks. I could keep going, fellas. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna actually kind of. Even you. brought I notes. <laughs> a compelling argument by by mm. Cap- Captain Nick, no question. Um, but hey, here's the good thing: there's enough room under the Spurs tent for uh, for everybody, right? No matter no matter who your favorite player is or who you support. That's uh, that's yeah, all I'm good. Except so, Sanchez. That, well, yeah, that's a whole different story. We Sanchez, uh, we got a few few players that we tend to talk about, but we're going to be optimistic here. Um, this is not on anything we talked about, but I did want to ask if anybody has any opinions. Liverpool had a rough day today. Uh, Liverpool is is appears to be on the on the backslide of of the monster success. Anybody have any opinions about what's going on there, or, or what we're seeing, or what you expect around the corner? Are they going to recover? Or is this kind of, are they going to finish sixth, seventh, eighth in the table? What do we think? They, they have, you know, they, they have um, <clears throat> the issues with the injuries. They have issues with, you know, um, with congestion and, and their schedule. They have issues um, with their, with their manager who thinks he's more than what he is. Um, and, 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 every single match lets the referees know that he's more than what he is. Um, this, I was just actually uh, hearing that today that it was one of the, um, one of the worst showings by a champion in recent, in recent uh, history. So, um, you know, I, I, I think they, they're going to, they're going to probably be fine. They have some matches they can win. But, you know, Liverpool, um, 
today it just seemed like Klopp was, I don't know if he's just given up on the league this year and even trying to get into, into Europe that way. I think he just wants to play for, I think he just wants to play uh, in, in Champions League now. I, I think that's what his path forward is. Win Champions League because I think he's given up on the season. What about you, Steve? Nick, what do you think? Nick, go ahead. Yeah, I, I you know, I think Rebecca Lowe, the you know, the commentator for NBC, she was like one of the only uh, you know pundits that really at the beginning of the year was like Liverpool's not gonna make the top four. And she, you know, everybody was laughing at her, like you don't know anything. And now she's, you know, they're they're barely clinging to top ten. And I think you know, going back a few weeks when Klopp started saying that they had no chance of catching City, I think that team just got lost. Yeah. They just seem like they're playing like a team that just doesn't know people's roles. They're not communicating. And, you know, yes, they're, they've they got their injuries, but so does everybody else. Right. You know, every other team, you know, ha- has gone through. Leicester's still, you know, what are they, second or third right now? And they, they were without uh, Madison for a while, without Barnes. And, you know, there's teams, you know, they're, you play through it, especially if you're a team that just won the Champions League and then won, you know, the what is it, the other FIFA, the, the one with against Europa, the the, uh, the World Cup, the Club World Cup, even the Club World Cup. Yep, yeah, and yeah. Then, you, know, you win that one, and you're you're a team that's you you should be doing well, and you're not, and you're a team that they just seem like they're lost. So I don't, I, I see them maybe getting in to Europa just because you've got. You know, the winner of the Carabao is going to be in no matter what, and that's going to be either Spurs or City. City are probably going to win the league, so they're going to Champions League anyway, so that Europa spot's going to open up to – if you're if they beat Spurs, then that Europa spot's going to open up to, what, the sixth or seventh person, sixth or seventh team on the table. There's also that other uh, UEFA tournament that's starting next year. Um, there's like a third-tier tournament. So they'll probably be in a European tournament but I don't think it's going to be champions league. And I don't even know if they're going to get past uh, what are they playing Leipzig and they're only yeah. up what two goals right now. So, and they got to go to them next. So. Yeah. It's, it's debatable for sure. Yeah. And I, and I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Steve, we don't want to spend too much time on teams that wear red, but you got any thoughts on the Liverpool piece before we talk yeah, about the it- good guys. And you know what? I'm going to bring it full circle here. Uh, These are a lot of the same comments that people have been making about Spurs over the last couple of weeks, right? Team in decline. Where are they going to, how are they going to turn things around? What's going wrong for them? You know, we've got the same comments, injuries, fixture congestion. Um, It's the same sort of thing. And Spurs are starting to look like they can turn it around. I have no doubt that we'll probably see something from Liverpool. You got to remember between like first and 10th, there's like what? seven or eight points between um, a top four spot and bottom half of the table at this point. So all, all it really takes is a couple, you know, two, three, four games where you're, you know, on a winning streak and you know, everybody else around you is going to drop points. Spurs are benefiting from that right now. I'm sure Liverpool will benefit at some point. Um, it, it, we still got a long ways to go and I just can't see the likes of, you know, like Everton, West Ham, uh, keep up uh, getting all these wins over and over again. Uh, Everton's forms dipped already. I think West Ham's overdue for a dip in form. Um, you know, they'll, they'll bounce back. But I think the big takeaway is Spurs managed to get 
in front of them. And now all they have to do is build on that momentum, stay in front of them, capitalize on other people dropping points and making our own way back into the top four. And credit where it's due. Look, you know, just one last comment about that. I I was watching that game today and, you know, last week when we were all talking about, well, how's it going to go? And I said, Fulham's probably uh, the game I'm most concerned about. That's exactly why. I mean, you know, we'll talk about Fulham in a second here, but they're not a team that's going to roll over and just let, you know, the top six win. Um, I think that was their first win against top top six opposition uh, this year so far, but you know, they're what 18th right now they're fighting for their lives. Uh, You know, Scott Parker's doing a great job of organizing that team. You know, this is, I think we can use this as a carry off point to, to talk about how Spurs performed in it, but you know, Fulham's not bad. They're, they're doing a lot of great things right now. They just need some consistency. and, And honestly, they just, need somebody who can consistently put the ball in the back of the net because um, they're finding themselves in great positions right now um, and they're defending pretty well too. Yeah. So good transition, Steve. Let's, let's go there. Let's talk about Fulham first before we talk about palace from today. Um, and, and Hey, I think, I think it's good for us to be normal, normal people for the sake of this conversation. So here's my full disclosure. I bet we all run into this. I, I'm lucky at work to have two screens and uh, the Fulham match was one of those scenarios where I actually had a relatively important meeting going on on one screen that I didn't have to lead, but I needed to pay attention. On the other screen, the larger screen had Spurs Fulham, and uh, my attentions were divided along with just, you know, the random stuff that comes up. So Fulham, unfortunately for me, was one of those, like, catch it out of the corner of your eye type of matches, which happened to all of us on occasion. But um, I got the good parts, thankfully, and and, and I was I was pleased about that. But Let's talk about what we saw from Fulham. I, I'd like to talk about Scott Parker. I, you know, spent some time with Spurs, as we know, and, and he's an impressive young coach who's fighting to keep that team they deserve to not be in the relegation zone, but he's fighting to get them out of it. What do we they, think about that match overall? Mike, what do you, what do you have to say? Well, they called Scott Parker uh, best dress manager, right? Then they, they do that it, in the post game. He is a I snappy mean, dresser, no question. He's a snappy dresser. He's handsome. Uh, he's young. Um he he does a great job organizing that team. Um, obviously, it's not the same club that he started with, but uh, his his organizational skills and his his ability to kind of push a team that at, at one point during the season didn't have hope really uh, uh, to continue on. Uh, I, I just I, I really got to uh, you know stand up and uh, give him some applause for that because. Uh, you know, you would you would never think just just being promoted last year um, that a team like Fulham would be giving the top teams um, all this trouble. Um, so many draws with that team, you know, so many draws with that team. You're picking up a point here and a point there, and it's, it's probably going to eventually get them out of the relegation zone. But um, to go back to your point about kind of missing the game, um, I was catching – bits and pieces here and there too. And then ended up watching the extended highlights of that game and the extended highlights shouldn't have lasted 11 and a half minutes. Like they did. There were not a lot of highlights there. Um, I think we got lucky. VAR actually worked in our favor for once um, because I honestly think that that was a goal. Um, 
And that wasn't a handball. The ball, you know, his hand hand wasn't away from his body. It wasn't in an unnatural position. He was actually trying to keep his hand in away from that, from that ball. But, and he had no time to react to it. He was what three feet away from it. Yeah. It's that stupid rule that they have this season where if it touches, if an attacker touches the ball with their hand at all, whether it's incidental or not, it counts as a handball. It's the same. Like if that happened to a defender, it wouldn't have been given as a penalty, which is, I think, why, you know, Fulham are probably rightfully upset about it. Uh, you know, from my perspective, they deserved that goal and and they're going to feel hard done by it. But, you know, as Spurs fans, we've been hard done by VAR a, a couple of times this season. So, you know, it, it it is a little bittersweet. Like, I do feel for them. They really need the points. But then again, so do we. Um and it feels good to be on the other side of a bad VAR, or I guess a bad uh, uh, just rule in general, uh, having a call go our way. Of course, of course, point. yeah. Why the hell not? What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I think uh, one. I don't think you know. I don't think he's going to be the coach that long on that team. I got a feeling he's going to get swooped up by by a bigger bigger squad looking to make some changes. But uh, you know, they, they've got them and Brighton have eleven draws this year and and it's just unfortunate because you know next week they got city coming up and that game could go a couple different ways i have a feeling that they're, they're going to throw everything they can at city or or what they'll end up doing is just drop everyone back and hope to god that they can score on a set piece or you know a breakaway or city mess up but yeah i i think that they're a team i don't think they're going to get relegated you know, they, they, they've got a couple good matches coming up and they've got goal differential on their side. Like I'm just looking at their stuff. Now they got Newcastle and Burnley coming up, you know, who are right above them by one in three points and they've, you know, minus 11 goal differential, but Newcastle's minus 17 palace Burnley's minus 16. Like those are, you know, it's a six point swing that can really, you know, work in their favor that over the next couple of weeks, plus they got Arsenal, which you know anyone can beat them, but there's, you know, some other winnable matches for them that I, I have to imagine they'll be fine. And maybe, you know, maybe he'll be there again next season, but you never know. Hey, Nick, uh, you know, we've, we've talked on, on this conversation in the past about Mourinho and his future, you know, like who knows how long he's with us. Right. Yeah. Today, things are looking good today. Um, But we, we all know that at least a year and a half out, he probably won't be with, with the club anymore. Is, is Parker a guy that you would be happy with as coach at Spurs? Absolutely. Him or I'd say go get Gerard before Liverpool does. But, um, you know, I think – what do they have, Nagelsmann? That's like – it almost sounds like every other week they've got him you know, a conversation of him on retainer ready to leave Leipzig. But, yeah, I got to feel – Parker would be awesome on the sideline, plus being an old Spurs guy. I think he'd be, you know, moving up to the top of the list. But – yeah, I think I think he'd go for that, but getting rid of Mourinho, I think, would cost the team too way too much money. Plus, honestly, right now, I think you know, you look at some of these other we're hitting our stride, you know, knock on wood right now for at the right time. We're turning the ship around. And I think part of that is because of Jose and Joao and you know the the other guys on that the sideline there that have been through this and and know how to turn a ship around. Be patient. We see, you know, folks were like, get rid of bail, but the patience paid off. And I think, you know, right now a manager like Jose is is why we're, what, a point out of the – or two points out of the top four? Two points out of the top four, yeah. Like five matches in a row. Like we're, we're okay. 
But I would I would like to see Scott Parker, you know, manage Spurs down the road. But I don't, I don't think he will. But it'd be cool to see him there, especially since he's so snazzily dressed. No question. You know, Steve, I think, had the best analysis on the Mourinho question. It really comes down to what's going to cost you more, right? Um, paying Mourinho to not be there or the money you're going to miss out on from, you know, not making European competition. And, and that's really where things are. And, and in the moment, you know, things look positive. Things look, look upbeat. And I think we're all feeling that way. Let's uh let's transition. Let's talk about today. Today, today was a big match. Today was an important match. It feels like every weekend weekend is a, an important match, but um, in our WhatsApp chat, chat, our chat during the course of the, to the match, I, I actually, I made what now turns out to be an astute comment as I look back on it. You know, we were kind of sloppy at first. We were, the passing was all over the place. I said, it feels like we're going to settle in around minute 30 or so. And, and wouldn't you know, I think it was 25 or 27 that um, Bale got that first goal and we kind of started to settle down a little bit. Now, then we had this really bad stretch that led to the uh, the goal just before just before the break. But um, we came back on the on the front foot and made something of it. So really important day today. Uh, Mike, what was your take on today? What did you see in terms of lineup that you liked or disliked? And what did you see in terms of just the spirit of the squad? I got to tell you, um, <clears throat> when I saw the lineup, I said, immediately thought of Nick. And I went, damn it, Winks. Um, at least we he wasn't it. paired with Sissoko. At least he wasn't paired with Sissoko. At um, least. Yep. But um, I really didn't expect Lucas to be in there. I thought I thought you'd probably see Lamella or Deli. Um Bale, I kind of knew was going to be in there, but like, you know, after the, the week he had previous, um, he thought, man, everybody was saying, Bale's back, Bale's back, Bale's back. And then you go to the Fulham match, and you're like, oh, well, maybe, maybe he's not really back. Maybe that was just kind of a flash. Um, but then today, you know, I got to tell you, Bale's back. He really is. Um, and bail back with Harry is a really nice thing. It's, it's so dangerous looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it in the play in the beginning of the game, and I, I know you guys thought he they, we we looked sloppy. I thought we held possession, um, which is something that we don't typically do. Um, you know, Lucas was Lucas was actually he actually had a pretty good game. He had some some blunders in the beginning that probably could have led to at least an attacking chance um, because he, like I've said before, he runs around with his head down and his body moves too fast for what he's thinking about doing. So he ends up on the ground half the time. Right. So, um, but I thought, yeah, the first 30 minutes was fantastic football and and we scored and uh, you know, um, I, I screamed at the top of my lungs. Um, and, you know, I get, you know, I get looks from the wife at that point. Um, but then again, you know, the, we, we always have to wait for those extra time minutes to come through where we're going to end up, you know, conceding some stupid, stupid goal because of a bonehead play. And sure enough, Sanchez provided that for us again. Um, played him on side. He, he played uh, Benteke on side the, the, that entire play. Um, and actually, actually came to the ball that he knew was going to be over his head. He was running to the ball 
with with nobody behind him to 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 help on defense. He had to know that guy was there. So um of course I I flipped out um at that point, pounding on my chair. Um but I I really thought that's the second half we came out uh pardon the expression, a little piss and vinegar. I th- I think they were I think they were upset and and they came out and 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 lit themselves on fire and and really took it to him and I and it was really exciting and really fun to watch. Don't um, you love to you love to see that, right? Like going into that, you know, like there were different scenarios going into the half. If we go in up one oh, we we're worried that we're coming out and we're just defending that lead, right? That we're we're just playing without any aggression at all. I mean that, that Harry King goal, that Harry King goal was was probably one of the top goals I've seen this season. Beautiful. I mean, in, in all of the Premier League, I mean, it, it was beautiful. I mean, perfectly struck by probably top top two striker in the entire world right now. And I don't, I don't think there's an even even an argument there. You can maybe maybe put Holland in there, you know, or or you know, um, Lewandowski, of course. But Lewandowski is 183 years old. Um, and you know, he doesn't he's not show like, it though. <laughs> he really doesn't show it. Does he? He really doesn't show it. I don't know how to shut this up. <laughs> hey, Steve, I want to hear your reaction, but first I want to ask you this question. Um, or maybe this is a statement I want you to respond to. I mean, Gareth Bale did what he did today. Harry Kane did what he did today. My honest player of the match was Sergio Regulon. Like I watched that guy run around all over the pitch. He got mad when things didn't go his way he showed passion he he got on the ground he got in people's faces like i loved what i saw out of, out of that kid today so i want to hear your take on on reggie first and then your take on the game overall yeah reggie i mean that game is pretty much the exact reason why he was missed during his entire injury absence just the level of energy the the fight the passion you know, he's playing his left back, but how many times did we see him in the box trying to finish, you know, a, a shot or get on the end of a cross or something? I mean, he wants to help this team so very badly, and he not only has the ability to do it going forward, but he can also track back and, and cover that side of the field incredibly well, too. I mean, the defending on the left versus the right today was like night and day. You know, Reggie able to get forward, contribute to the attack, get back, help out on defense. Darty on the other side, I mean, is still pretty much a liability, right? He's not really he he had one uh I think an assist or uh, you know, a hockey assist one or the other uh down the right-hand side, but defending, I mean, he was culpable uh for the goal just as much as Sanchez was in my opinion. Um and you know, the interesting thing for me about that is had the game ended 1-1, we would be talking again about how individual defensive mistakes cost us. Um, But we were very fortunate that, you know, we did come back out and we did put three unanswered uh, to really give us that, that nice cushion. Cause you know, the attack is coming together. It's gelling. We had a stretch at the beginning where Harry and son were unplayable. People figured that out and it was hard for us to get involved. And now Bale's coming in and he's offering another threat uh, you're going to start to see that as people migrate over towards defending um, Bale, that Sun is going to be open again, and he's going to have more chances. You know, you can't when it's just two 
front players um, that are on form, it's easy to lock them down. When there's three or four, forget it. It's it's almost impossible. You know, if you're doing one on ones against somebody as talented as Gareth Bale or, or, or Son, you're going to get smoked. You need to kind of double up on them. So when you've got three players running at you, all of them could put the ball in the back of the net. You're you're stuck, right? You, you don't have that many people defending to to really make that happen. Um, that's when you get into a situation of almost just plugging everybody behind the ball. But, uh, you know, when Aurier's fit, uh, we'll see, I think, a, a bit better on the right-hand side. Um, but Reggie, I mean, he's just a completely separate option, right? Like, you've got to deal with Sun and him on the left-hand side. That's already stretching things out. Uh, you know, it just opens up all that space for for Kane and for Bale and for Lucas or Lamella or Ndombele or Dali or whoever's slotting in. Um, he's just an incredible player uh, and, and just brings so much more to the team. And and again, you know, going back to a couple of weeks ago, I like Davies. I think he's a solid squad player, definitely a decent backup. But if you're going to win the league, if you're going to win cups, you need players of, you know, performing like like. Region does because i mean i i dave i i think you're absolutely right he's he's got to be up there for one of the men of the match for sure with with just his effort alone i think bale gets it or harry even um but i i think reggie definitely top three for me I mean, harry's got to get it harry's got to get it there i mean yeah he has, he, two goals two, two and two right yeah, yeah. yeah tough to argue with that yeah hey uh, Nick, what do you think? Uh, we know you're excited to see number eight in the lineup when uh, when the lineup card came out earlier. But what was your take on the lineup, and how did you feel about the match overall today? I think this, you know, looking at the lineup overall was looking at looking at a team that you're like, ah, this, they'll they'll be fine. You know, I, I think you know overall Kane's going to get man of the match. Come on, I know you're. I know you were thinking, ah, oh, god damn it, Lucas. No, I like. <laughs> hey, man, I like Mora. Hey, Lucas put in, he put in a shift today. He did. I'm surprised to not see Delhi or Humble yeah. in there, but I'm glad it was Mora. You know, for me, Mora's the man of the match because that for you know the that takeaway to set up Kane and then Bale was was key. Like I think you one of you guys nailed it that I think his body moves faster than his mind sometimes, or you know, he's or what the opposite, like he's just all over the place, and then he ends up falling and the refs like get up. Um and then you know, sometimes you don't even know how he fell, but he did. Um, you know, he's going to, you just you know, don't know. Going to yeah. Fall. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I think, you know, Doherty in general played great today. I think he was, you know, him and Bale have something, have a pretty solid connection over there. You know, knowing that our, knowing Bale in general doesn't te- typically track back like son's actually been tracking back more lately. You know, I think that, you know, having Aurier is, is a little scarier because he pushes up more. He'll push up a lot more and Bale doesn't come back, but Doherty will hang back a little bit more, which does allow Bale to kind of do his thing. Um, you know, I think in, in general, my boy Winksy and Hoiberg, they, that midfield was locked down. You know, nothing was getting, they, they couldn't get anything going from the middle today. And then, you know, that goal, Sanchez and Toby probably should have covered him a little bit better, but even still, that was a nice ass header like that. It was a beautiful cross. He was the first one up in the air, you know, and I think that that, you know, going in at halftime one, one, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to hear whatever that conversation was like, because they came out firing. They were not the team from a few months ago that would have just sat there and pouted and then given up two more goals or played for a draw. They were out there. They wanted five or six goals 
And it looked like a team from, you know, five years ago that was out there trying to, you know, the bury teams with goals. And hopefully this is something we can keep going with, you know, Europa this week. And then as we go, you know, uptown to go play Arsenal. Yeah, Nick, you know, you and I commented during the match. Um, I like the goal differential, right? Like we added another three to that goal tally. And, 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 and as you, you said, that's going to decide the top four later on. You know, it's at least going to decide who's five and who's four. So that's – And the bottom at this yeah, rate. No question. Very important. All right, curveball question, guys. This comes from something that Mike said earlier today. And Mike doesn't even know this is coming. So I want to talk about jerseys or, or kit. You know, we all, uh, we all probably have uh, – joy that comes from spending money on Spurs stuff that, you know, we probably shouldn't spend, but I I'm, I'm never above buying a kit that I'm fond of. Now, one of my own personal rules is I tend not to buy player jerseys uh, because I've always believed, you know, Hey, the team's there, the fans are there, but the players come and go. So, you know, committing to a player number is always a, a tough one. I will tell you, I have one, one Jersey in my collection uh, that represents a player. And that's a Chicago bears, Walter Payton Jersey, because Walter Payton was my guy growing up and, that is what it is. And, you know, he only played for, for that one team, which was my team. But here's my question for you. Um, if you're going to today buy a, a Spurs current player kit, what number player would that be that you would be willing to spend the money on today that you're conceivably going to have long after that player's done playing? Let's start with Mike, because I, I'm willing to bet he has an opinion on this. Mike, what do you think? Um, I So, uh Buddy of ours, James, uh, will know that uh, after Dyer had a couple good uh, good matches in the beginning of the season, we, we were all complaining about that that green kit. And I and uh, you know I'm I'm not the biggest Dyer fan in the world, um, and I didn't think he was that great of a player. And I thought there was something going on there. Um, he got the man of the match that one. I can't remember what match that was where he disappeared into the bathroom. Uh, he ended up with man of the match. Right. Um, so I told James, I was like, listen, if that happens again, where he gets man of the match, I'll buy that green Jersey with, with Dyer's number on the back. Thank God that hasn't happened. Um, (laughs) as much as I would have loved it to, um, I didn't, I didn't have to buy that Jersey, but I, I did say today that I would, I think Regulon is the guy. I mean, he represents what is best about Spurs. You know, tenacity, nonstop movement, um, all this, st- all the stuff is fun, flowing, sexy football. You know, all the stuff that y- you expect out of Spurs, um, and if you've expected over the years, and we finally found that player to, to start getting us back there. He's part of that rebuild, I think. Um, the other one is for me, obviously, same type of situation is just work rate and toughness um, and the don't screw with me kind of attitude is, is Hoy bear. So I'm either getting a number, I'm either getting a number five or I'm getting a number three. Well put. Thanks for starting us out there. Nick, what do you think? If you were to make the move, what would it be today? So I've already got a cane and a sun Jersey. Cause I've got my legends that, you know, they're going to go down as club legends. So part of me, was like, Oh, do I want to get a bail one this year? Cause he's back. But I think I'd have to go with, uh, you know, our, our Dane right about now. Just I think that dude is is going to be in that lineup for, for years to come. And he's going to be the focal point of that, you know, the general on the field. I got a 
you know, once Ugo's gone, I, I part of me thinks he'll become the captain of the team, commanding the rest of the team on the field. And so I, I'm going. I'd go with Hoiberg as well. All right, very good. Because you know, it's another another legend of the t- of the club. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Steve, He's a Viking. You? I mean, the guy's a Viking. He is. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, I, too, have a Kane jersey, so it's, you know, not fair. I, I'm not going to buy a second one. I've already got one. If, if I'm going to fill out my team, it would have to be with somebody else, right? Uh, but for me, I, Mike, I think you're spot on. It, it would either have to be a number three or a number five for, for just those reasons, right? Re- Reggie, if he stays, um, he is just such an amazing player to watch. He's, you know, always running with a smile on his face. He's got a battery on him that just doesn't stop. You know, he's kind of like sun in a way, uh, just boundless energy always looks like he's having fun out there. Um, and you know, back when I was playing, uh, in college, that was my position. So, you know, I got to give props to that, you know, kind of left back spot. Um, and, and, for the same reasons that, you know, Mike and, and Nick, you, you mentioned, I think Hoiberg's got future captain material written all over him. He, he's got the makings to go down as, as a club legend. If big, if he maintains his level of play for, you know, many more seasons to come, um, you know, I, it is, it is still his first season. He's done incredibly well. There's no denying that, um, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago uh, on the show about how, um, you know, he's got to be number one on the team sheet at, at this point. Uh, it's whether he can maintain that. That's going to be the real, like, is he going to go down as a legend for the club? And I think he will. I think he's got the mindset. I think he's got, um, you know, the determination to do so. And he's the type of player who just, he doesn't stay down, right? You've mentioned it. He's a Viking. I mean, he is made of tougher stuff. He gets hit. He gets cut. He gets stepped on. He just gets right back up. He wants to get going. And to me, that's, you know, when you're playing a team sport, to see somebody get battered the way that Hoiberg does at at times and to get back up and to go for it, like it makes you want to rally around him. Uh, and, And for me, that's important. And that's why I would, you know, pick him as well. So, you know... I think it's unanimous at this point, number five for sure. And then, you know, number three is as well, if, if he sticks around for a bit and, and can, you know, be more than just a, a rest stop on his way back to Real Madrid. Yeah. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to reinforce the unanimity. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree completely with Nick. So Hoybier would be, would be my guy. You know, I was thinking, um, Steve, I know you got a little guy and Nick, you said you got a little one. On the way, I was thinking, hey, what would I buy for like a little baby? And it would be Hoybier because I, I want a little tough Viking baby who's, you know, just going to sport that proudly. But so that would be one. The other would be the number nine bail. Um, and it would be the number nine bail for a couple of reasons. One, I have a few numbers that I like and nine is one of them. So that's a that's an easy one. But um, I like this version of the comeback bail, right? We know that there's nothing Gareth Bale's going to do that's ever going to make him not be a club legend. There's nothing that's ever going to make him, you know, be erased from from the club memory. And what we've seen in the past few weeks um, of this guy who's taken the the time to find his form and still has these these magical skills, you know, in some ways it reminds me of Michael Jordan as he went deeper into his career, right? Like his entire game 
had to change because you get older and, and just what you can pull off is not what it was when you were 22 or 23 years old. And so uh, the, the resurgence of Gareth Bale is something that I'm really curious and interested in. So that, that number nine, I think um, definitely holds some water for me long-term. So, you know, Dave, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I do have a little one. He's, you know, eight months old at this point. And if I, you know, this is, this conversation is about a Jersey for me. If I were to buy a Jersey for him, yeah, obviously it would be son. Fair. I mean, first off, you know, if Sun ever just disappeared into, you know, mediocrity and and was shunned by the Spurs community, I could always just say, oh yeah, you know, that's not Sun. That's that's my son. That's, you know, that's it, my son. Yeah. I, that, means you have got, to get, that means you have to get a jersey that says Dad on it. Well, maybe if Spurs would find somebody named Dad or Father, you know number one just their name is number one then you know sure why not but uh <laughs> no it just works on so many levels right he's either a club legend or he's oh yeah i can just pretend this whole time that it was uh just because he's my son you know i don't <laughs> it's like a built-in fail safe in case anything goes wrong it's always good to have options right steve always good to have options but steve that's why my kid has has the lucas jersey you know exactly you just say yeah no no that's, that's his name you know <laughs> yeah except except see that falls apart though mike because i'm dave and i just couldn't buy a sanchez jersey like I, that's not oh. happening right like there's just <laughs> just no option to that whole deal so it does fall apart eventually hey let, let's look ahead um next week we got a we got a europa game on thursday i think we all are uh, curious how that's going to play out and and you know both legs of that but maybe more interesting more important is um the the Woolwich Arsenal Wanderers are uh, we're going to their place on Sunday. Let's talk about that red shirt wearing team. Anybody have any opinions as we we oh, look ahead to yeah. North London Derby? What do you got, Steve? So this, I mean, in my opinion, this is probably the best case scenario for us right now. Um, I know that technically speaking, in a two leg, you know, playoff type fixture having the home fixture second is I guess supposed to be advantageous Um, in this season in particular where fans really aren't even in the stadium. I don't see that as, as having as much weight to it, which for me means Spurs playing at home on Thursday is the, you know, more advantageous part. We don't have to travel. You know, Arsenal is somewhere in London as well. You know, who really cares where they are? There's only one team in London that matters at all anyway. Um, So we're already there. We don't have to travel for it. Uh, It's going to be a hard game. You know, I'm not coming in here to say that it's a it's a for sure. We're going to get the win and um, we'll have a comfortable lead going uh, off to to Croatia um, next week. But it is a winnable game. And if we could win that game at home, Arsenal have to travel. Uh, I think they're playing, what, Olympiacos? That's yeah. not a team that's going to be easy for them either. Nope. That could be, a you know, they could lose there. They're a physical team. You could get a beating. You know, it's going to be an exhausting game for them. And then to come back and have to play Spurs in a in a uh, derby, that, they've got a couple of things working against them in my opinion. And the other is that they're really inconsistent and, you know, to be fair, Spurs have been pretty inconsistent lately too, but I think the quality is more on Spurs side. We're on the uplift. I think we've got more, um, 
benefits in our favor at this point than they do. I think we're going to look at back-to-back wins this week. And I'm saying that now, just so we all know, if we lose both games, I'll be crying for the entirety of the next recording because I don't think I'll be able to live with myself saying, hey, we're going to win twice in a row, especially given how pessimistic I usually am about these things. Uh, it works yeah. for me this week, Steve. <laughs> Steve, you, you you tend to be a pragmatist. You tend to be a bit on the pessimistic side. So that's okay if you're crying, we'll mute you. It's it's really not that that big a deal. Nick, what yeah. do you think about looking ahead Europa <laughs> with Dynamo and uh, and the Arsenal on Sunday? I think everything is leaning in our favor, which is is why I don't think we're going to do as well as we should. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. Steve kind of nailed it. You know, we don't have to travel that far, which is is wonderful. We just have to kind of drive up the road. But I, I think we'll win one and draw one. Which one we'll win and which one we'll draw, I'm not sure. I think that this team, you know, the team coming from from you know, Dynamo are going to come in. They're not going to be a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think they're going to come in. They've got nothing to lose and just they're going to throw everything they can at us because, you know, Jose is not going to play that front three most likely because he's going to want to save at least two of them for Arsenal over the weekend. I mean, granted, we still have the depth that Arsenal does not have and that most other teams don't have, but that also means we might play to a level. We tend to play to our opponent's level at times. I, I think Arsenal are going to, they Olympiacos is no joke. I think they, they knocked him out last year or two years ago. Um, so they're a team that is very familiar with Arsenal. That's, going through a rough patch right now with a manager on thin ice. And uh, that's an exhausting trip to, you know, they got to go all the way. Is it they're playing in, Ath- in Athens or are they playing in Hungary? But I think Athens, that's not right. Yeah. Either way. I mean, they, they've got to go, they, they've got a long trip and they, they don't have the depth that Spurs have. So I think, but that, but because it's a London Derby, they're going to, they're going to, throw everything at us like they're playing for the you know champions league final because they hate us and we hate them because they suck but <laughs> yep. i think I, I got a feeling we'll win one of these games and we'll draw the other i'm not sure which one but i'm hopeful <laughs> that we'll win both but i'm also realistic that i don't think our our run of you know whatever many straight wins we've had now in europe and and in the league will continue without at least a draw coming our way this week but I'll take a draw, you know, especially in the in our Premier League with other teams dropping points left and right. You know, as long as we don't lose to Arsenal, I can live with that. But I'd like it if we could bury him five to nil. But <laughs> Nick, I think your comments hey, about um, of, about Dynamo not being a piece of cake are are very accurate, right? You know, so think about it. this: is the round of sixteen? All of these teams have made it. Uh, where they have, if, if anyone was going to be accused of having an easy draw to get to this point, it'd be Tottenham, you know? Um, so somebody could look and say, Oh, they're going to be a piece of cake because you know, they had an easy draw to get to this point. So yeah, this we're getting closer to the real deal here. Um, I'm curious, Nick, if you had to pick one game to win and one game to draw, which, how would you break that down? Which would I would want to win the game against the Gunners. I'd rather draw with, with, uh, with Dynamo, just knowing the away rule. Right, you know, get a goal if they get a goal. One one, we kind of still come out on top of it. But you're right. I think the road to you know everybody will say like the draw. Spurs really, when you look at the Europa League draw, like United's got to play Milan. Like that sucks. Right, (laughs) Um, right. 
you know, and I think, you know, Arsenal's got Olympiacos. I think Leicester's got a pretty tough team they got to play too. Actually, I don't even think it's Leicester even, the Leicester's not even in it, or Rangers have a tough draw too as the only, as the other UK team. But yeah, I'd rather draw with um, Dynamo and then naturally just bury Arsenal. Yeah. All right, fair enough. How about you, uh, Dr. Poppy? What do you think? Um, You know, Oh God! The only every time we play in these Europa League games, I, 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 the only way I can try and try and learn anything about any of these teams is to go downstairs into the game room and play FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> so sure and enough, you're really, I went, and you're I really bad at that, so you don't learn anything, right? I went downstairs <laughs> and hooked that up, and and uh, you know through this pandemic, my son has gotten really, really good. And uh, I said, I said, let's let's play let's play the Europa matchup. You 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 know you can have you can have Spurs. I'll take Dynamo. Boy, was that a mistake? Um, he beat me. Beat me five one. Uh, we're not losing to Dynamo. We're not drawing with Dynamo. We're we're gonna beat that team. Um, they're gonna they're gonna be tough on us. They're probably gonna, you know they're they're an Eastern European team, so they're gonna be they're going to be tough. They're going to be physical. They're going to throw themselves around. They're going to push us. They're going to try to push us around. Um, but we're not, we're not going to draw or lose that team. Um, so wait, let me get this straight, Mike, because of your FIFA skills, you're making the judgment call that we're not going to lose dynamo. Is that what I'm hearing? No, uh, I'm, I'm saying that because he said five, one win. That team, <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess I kind of, that was a bad lead in um, <laughs> or it was spot on one of the two, but no, no, I, I I'm just saying <laughs> looking at that team and looking at the league, they come from, they're not on even, they, they couldn't compete at the bottom level of, of premier league. I don't, I don't, I don't know that they could compete in, in at the championship level. So that, um, you know, I, I haven't done a ton of research on that team. It's just the league that they come from. I, I'm sure they're going to be physical, and I'm sure they're going to throw themselves around. But um, it's it's really it's really those stupid cannons that I'm actually worried about. Um, it, it's I, I think Obama Yang is is coming to a point where he's starting to get you know he's starting to feel his flow, um, and that guy flies around. What is he? Thirty four years old. He's old. Yeah. Yeah, he he flies around like he's twenty. Well, like he's twenty six years old. I mean, the the guy plays hard. You know, he had a rough go at the beginning of the season. That team, though, there if that's the team that we're going to have problems with, because if I've learned anything, it's that any given Sunday, you know, reference, you know, any team can any team can be another team at any point during the season especially it being, uh, you know, the Derby and that we, we beat them last time to nothing. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, I'm not going to put anything past the gunners. Like, Oh God, I hate saying that. It's just, it's, that just sounds so dumb. Um, yeah. But, let's just forget that. We'll cut it, edit it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, that's gone. Anyway, that's gone. anyway I, 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 think, <laughs> I think if there's anything we're going to have trouble with, it's going to be Arsenal. Um, that said, I you know I, I I really I really think that if we come out of 
uh, if we come out of Europa round of 16, we come out of, you know, the Arsenal game with a win. Jose is probably locked up, you know, that that's, that that's turned it around for his entire season. I think there's truth to Agreed. that. Agreed. Hey, Nick, I want to ask you a question um, because I've been thinking about the Premier League and just the intensity and the caliber of the play compared yes, to some of the other European leagues. Of the squad. <laughs> yeah. Nope, that was not the question. Uh, we'll, we'll edit that out. Here's my question. Do you, you know, Find a number eight jersey, damn it. <laughs> can, Dynamo, can Dynamo run with Spurs? Can they last? What, what do you think on that? No, I don't think they can. I think, like, you know, you looked at uh, – Marine, you know, they gave us granted that was the oddest looking field ever, but you know, they yeah, were, but it was a better watch than Fulham, to be honest. It was with an you. awesome like, camera watch. angles were better, it was right? an awesome watch, but it was, uh, you know, they were able to hang for 20 25 minutes before we scored. I think Dynamo is going to hang for 50 60 and we're just going to take off. I think they're going to be able to you know, throw everything they can at us for the first half, come out the second half, maybe the first half is you know, nil, nil, or one, one, or one, nothing us. And they're going to go in feeling good. But then 10 minutes into the second half when we're, you know, our, our Ferraris start to, to rev their engines still, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be like, Oh God, Oh God, how do we keep up? Cause you know, you got a team like ours. That's going to, you know, our subs are going to probably be Gareth Bale, Youngman's son, Harry Kane, Deliet, like, you know, they're not, we're not bringing in, some of these other guys, like these no-name guys are 18, which we could bring in some 18-year-olds that are still going to be better than most of the other players. Right. We could bring in like a Dane Scarlett who probably could start for any championship squad right now. Yeah, bring in Scarlett and Divine, and then we still outplay them. So I I agree with that thinking. These young kids come in, and you're like, oh, they actually probably would get some minutes for even like a team like Brighton, you know, or Newcastle, but you know, they're going to go and be the subs against this team from Croatia that, you know, finished second in their table in qualifying for the, for the round of 16. You're like, Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> you got it. Hey, on that note, fellas, it's time for us to wrap up. We've, uh, We've had a fantastic week behind us, and there's the potential for a fantastic week ahead. So, Nick, first, I want to thank you for, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you. We look forward thank to having you. Thanks. Come back again sometime so we can uh, tease you more about your Harry Winks uh, love affair. Um, <laughs> also, just want to say that again. We won with him, didn't we? We did. That is a valid point. That's very true. Although I think you called dibs. If we lost, it was going to be because they took Harry Winks out. So we can and, we can debate what that means. But that's um, only because he he set us up for success before you <laughs> ever ever the optimist nick i appreciate that man it's good stuff uh so so we are wicked spursy we are uh, on twitter at wicked spursy um you can find us on facebook if you want to email us anything it's podcast at wicked spursy.com and to each of you gentlemen i appreciate you being here uh, mike thank you steve thank you nick thank you and to everyone out there come on you spurs be safe come on you spurs mm-hmm.